nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at garagelogic.com. As a golf passport card holder, you're entitled to nine 18 whole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to garagelogic.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. GarageLogic.com. Keyword passport. Well, GarageLogic podcast number 266. Nope, nope, nope. Let's, let's start that from the top. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you GarageLogic podcast number 266, November 13th, 2019. It was 71 degrees was the high on this day in 1999. And as low as zero in 1986. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner. And keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. We've been talking about the incomprehensibility of government. Uh, boy, watch an impeachment hearing, and, and it's the incomprehensibility <laughs> of government squared. <laughs> How many assistant secretaries? Def- oh, it's just what I when I'm watching the screen. It's on right here in the room. There's hundreds of people in there, and that's costing us money. Mm-hmm. Now they brought in the therapy dogs. Uh, pet partners, uh, and the Pet Industry Joint Advisory Council are bringing a batch of the furry friends to the halls of Congress. Woof. Because these adult children need to have a, a dog to pet. Therapy dogs will be available uh, today from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. in room 902 of the Hart Senate Office Building. That's nice pay. Wow. Four hours for a dog? Yeah. And rooms 2043 and 2044 of the Rayburn House Office Building. Who better to bring comfort and relief to the hardworking folks on Capitol Hill? than a furry group of loving, intuitive, and bipartisan pet partners. The animals which uh, ITK hears will be registered therapy dogs are meant to offer congressional staff a break from the stress of wrapping up an exceptionally busy year and to demonstrate the health and wellness benefits of the human-animal bond. (laughs) Question for you. How do you suppose the guy's working on I-94 right now at 35W in this kind of weather, standing outside from when it's dark till after it's dark? Mm-hmm. How do you suppose they feel about that? I think they think a, a therapy dog wouldn't do them a damn bit of good. Jesus Christ. Now we also have joining the proceedings a drag queen. Whoa. Pissy Miles, P-I-S-S-I. Oh, welcome. It's a long stream. Yeah. Whoa. I just get it now, pissy miles. There you go. Just got it, huh? Just yeah. There's a picture of her here. <laughs> Spotted towering over the gray and blue suits packed into the first day of President Donald Trump's impeachment hearing was an enormous blonde wig, that of Pissy Miles, a drag performer from Asbury Park, New Jersey. It's a crazy day in Washington. I'm flipping my wig over the high energy proceedings today, Miles told NBC News. Tensions are high, and the bar for who's allowed in the Longworth house is very, very low. I don't know what that means. Right. How did you get in, you goofball? Right. <laughs> Miles, according to her bio, is an award-winning drag performer, a comedy producer, and winner of Philly Drag Wars and Miss Fish 
New York City. Who, per, <laughs> who, Don't go there. <laughs> who performs regularly in the New York area. Miles is also a regular performer in Fire Island Pines, the largely gay male summer vacation destination, and she has a podcast called My Gay Spooky Family. Fun. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Table Talk with Rookie's Gay Straight Family. <laughs> Somebody did just ask me last night if there's anything in D.C. that surprises me anymore, remarked NBC News' Heidi Prisbilla in a tweet Wednesday morning from Capitol Hill on Miles' great entrance. Apparently her answer is nothing surprises her anymore. David Allen, Miles' husband and business partner. Wait a minute. Okay, I don't know how that works. Well, they're, they're, they're a, a, a same-sex couple. couple. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, sure. David Allen, Miles' husband and business partner, told NBC News that Miles is there covering the hearings for a new startup app called HAPS. They scouted him out at his Barracuda show on Sunday, Allen added. I do know they were looking for a comedian who could improv on the spot and deliver the news in a fun way. Because that's what this is. This is just a fun it's thing. Fun. And this is how I want my news delivered, a fun uh, way. It's a fun impeachment. Yes. It, it, it it's kinda, a party. It kind of reminds me of the sideshow that goes along with the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, like I, the Puppy Bowl? I mean, she's just there to promote herself yeah. and her, her news organization. Yeah. C-SPAN broadcast images of Miles going through Capitol Hill security where a guard waved a metal detector wand around her bouffant. Miles is going to be going live Wednesday on Twitter from the hearings. That's that's great. That's just great. I'm not. Uh, so I'm not going to use <coughs> use her as my news source. Okay. Right. I'm not. I'm no. not going to use. Her. You don't like your news delivered in a fun way. I. I don't think I would. Did she have the um, exposed swimsuit area like the one at the library did? <laughs> well, I'm only seeing her standing, and she's wearing a rather short dress. So I imagine that she. Could become provocative in her posture should she choose to do so. Ah, that was very elegant the way you wasn't said it? that. Wasn't very it, John? elegant. Are there any other things that are happening in D.C. right now? A la the Super Bowl, are uh, strippers being flown in from oh, around the country? That's a great question. Prostitutes? That's a great or, question. You know, are there this private parties everywhere? Celebrities performing yes. at, at private parties? Yes, I would imagine so. In fact, there are special drinks in all the bars. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, we have the, what's his name, that jumped the uh, on Nicollet Mall. Levi LaValle. Yeah. Is, is he turning right. laps around? Maybe he's uh, there. That'd be cool. Jumping over the uh, whatever. In fact, Joe, you were so elegant in that layout there. You should offer up to MC that award show in which uh, Pissy Miles has won so many awards I for. don't want to. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't realize it, but my kid who's on tour with a fella, they're playing in D.C. tonight. The D.C. Nine Nightclub. Maybe they can somehow oh. interact oh. with the. How is it just you? two of them? No, no, there's four altogether. They're a drummer? And they're all named Dylan. No, there's a percussion backing track. There's a keyboard player. And hey, it ain't counting if there ain't no drummer. <laughs> it don't count as rock and roll if there ain't no drummer. Well, I, don't, I wouldn't call it rock and what roll. What are they doing, rapping? Doing. It's, uh, no, it's like R&B with singing and some, it's, there's some rapping. But huh. It's a mixture. It's what the kids are listening to Why don't you too. call your kid and get a reading on the atmosphere yeah. in in I ta- Washington, D.C. right now. I talked now. to him yesterday. I said, have you seen anything on the road yet? He goes, no, nah, we're always either in the van or else sleeping. <laughs> so, okay. Well, it's typical of a band on uh-huh. the road. Yeah. yeah, They're playing pretty much every night so and traveling. All right. Well, you don't think the air, the smaller airports are filled because everybody's all in D.C., all of this, just like the Super Bowl. What do you mean the smaller airports? They're like Holman Field, remember, when the, oh, yeah. uh, all the private planes were all lined up? I don't know that people would be flying in on their private jets for this, but I think Kenny has a legitimate question and wondering 
uh, what what party atmosphere might exist in that mm-hmm. town. Apparently, they don't need much. If you got a drag queen and a, and a therapy dog for an impeachment, <laughs> which You're is covered. as serious as it gets, I don't know where you go from there. But I want my news presented in a fun way. <laughs> well, this is fun. Yeah, this is fun. I listened. Uh, uh, I listened to a half hour of it this morning, and, and it was basically a guy. Oh, tell me his name, Kent. Yeah, George Kent. George Kent. Basically reciting his family's history uh, serving the United States, including his father and his uncles and what have you. And it was impressive. And I think, I think the groundwork that was attempting to be laid was, look at this credible patriot who has served his country honorably, and so has his family, and, and we're here to discuss this fellow who is not a credible patriot. And has not served his country. I think that's the groundwork, yes. I think think that's the groundwork. That's what they're trying to lay. From what I saw, all I heard was... I don't get... uh, Devin Nunes they put up, the Republicans? Why Why not put somebody up who's, you know... He didn't come off too well. Well, and he's... Yeah, he's... Never mind. I don't think this will ever lead to impeachment. Well, it sounds like the vote, there's no way on earth it will. Well, if, uh, if it doesn't lead to impeachment, at least they have a therapy dog there to uh, and a drag queen. <laughs> soothe <Right>. their... Uh, <laughs> my God, they are so out of touch with America. It's, it's so out of the, touch. They are leading their lives on a rail independent of the rest of us. And think, it's circular. I think Ron, the uh, sewer rat... Right now, working somewhere in South Minneapolis, augering out somebody's sewer line. I think he's got a therapy dog in that van out in front, in front of that guy's house. No, he's got I, a Budweiser waiting for him. I don't, I don't think he does. You think anybody at uh, Frats has a has a therapy dog there to calm their aching nerves after they sell another snowblower? Well, maybe just Mike, but he's got that little purse dog. You know, right. that he likes to bring. <laughs> It's just they're just got a, so. Got a tennis out, ball dog? No, I'm just joking. They're just so out of touch yep. with all of us. Mm-hmm. Well, what kind of life is it that you get to? I mean, you you essentially get to leave your post and run for a higher office for two years. Yeah. <laughs> you're just flying around the country campaigning. I guess you I guess you hustle back if you think your vote's needed for something. Say, Stacy, the GL geologist weighs in. What do we got? Five point five near the coast of Guatemala. Ooh. Mother is rumbling. Mother has been rumbling and continues to rumble. All right, rookie. Uh, I think I'm convinced that you are on the same page. This is this is you own this story. I want you to own it. The 75 year old victim in the Minneapolis assault on the bus yes. has died now. Yes, oh, he didn't word. recover from the brain injury, and uh, under arrest and being held on about a hundred and fifty thousand dollar bail is 23-year-old Leroy Davis-Miles. And according to the criminal complaint on the afternoon of November 6th, it's a week ago today, the victim boarded a Metro Transit bus, as did Davis-Miles and other people with him. During the ride, the bus surveillance video captured the victim, asking the group to not be so loud. The young man became hostile towards the victim and threatened to beat him when he got off the bus. When the older man got off the bus at the Chicago Lake Transit Center, the group who threatened the man also exited the bus. The complaint states that surveillance video and witnesses indicated that after walking parallel to the victim for a short distance, Davis Miles walked up to him and punched him once. Mm. The victim fell backward and hit his head on the pavement. And here, Kenny, you didn't hear this part. 
Davis Miles and one of his companions then shook hands in a congratulatory manner, and then several of them rummaged through the unconscious man's pockets. I did hear you guys talking about this on uh, Monday, and the only thing I wanted to add about that area is crime goes down in that area 24 hours a day, high noon, midnight. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter, and it will happen right in front of police officers. That's what kind of neighborhood that is. Uh, Abbott Northwestern uh, is just two blocks from there. Their employees have to be escorted from the hospital to the parking garage where they're parked. That's the kind of crime that goes on in that neighborhood. My wife worked there for about six weeks, and I said, nope. And it's too bad because Abbott saved my life. They're they're the best heart hospital in the state, if not the five-state area. Wonderful hospital. But the crime there is outrageous. It's equal to the north side. Rook, the victim's name will be released. It hasn't been yet. Okay. I want background on him. Yep. Who is he? Got it. How did he, what What did he, what job did he do? Where and then I want background on, uh, and you're in touch with Chuck Leshevsky in yes. Mike Freeman's office. Yes. I want to know who, uh, uh, I think this is a case we can own uh, in an effort to study as a microcosm what's happening to feral young people on the streets of Minneapolis. Yes? Um, I have a great fear with this case. I thought of it last night as I was uh, watching the news. You know what my fear is? Hmm. The defense will be they used facial recognition software to identify this thug, Yeah. and that will be his way out of this crime. Why why will that be his way out? Because uh, it wasn't me. How do you know that that's me? It wasn't me. Chris, that doesn't matter when we have these judges uh, in both cities, both counties, that just turn these hoodlums loose. That's a good point, too. I mean, the juxtaposition uh, today in the uh, Star Tribune where this story Joe just covered is right next to a story headlined, Light Rail Robber Given Probation. And uh, this idiot judge, George Stephenson, just basically sent a really, 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 really bad guy free. He ignored all of the sentence uh, sentencing guidelines um, and, and basically for all intents and purposes, turn this guy loose. Mm-hmm. It's judges. Mm-hmm. It's judges. What's the rationale? But, but, he's right, not likely to right. reoffend. I mean, what was his what yeah, was his reasoning? He said because the kid uh, was a drug user, and he said uh, he'd, he'd go through treatment and stop using drugs and expressed remorse, even though he put a gun in a woman's face. I guarantee you this this guy will end up in jail mm-hmm. again, yep. and he will commit a serious crime and maybe even kill somebody. Mm-hmm. Well, Rook, you have your assignment. I'm going to be on you every day. Got it. I want you to own this. I want you to find out who the victim is and what his life history was, and I want you to find out what you can find out about the 23-year-old evil person. I will do that. All right. I'm going to save that. But what, 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 what's in it for a judge to be lenient in a case like that? Uh, this is where you're correct, Sutri. You can't miss an election. You just and, and I'm probably the most guilty here of uh, all of us of missing elections. You you can't miss an election, and you've got to really do your research on these judges because this judge has no business practicing law whatsoever, let alone being a judge. The uh, quote, Chris, uh, from the judge. The other quote was, "If we send him into prison for that long, he's just going to come out." Worse, the old, you know. <laughs> so, but at least for those twenty years, he's not doing it God, to anybody. Keep us safe for twenty. Yeah, or, uh, right. No, it was uh, 
seven year seven years yeah, yeah. prison term recommendation what else you have to find by out sentencing about guidelines miles dash davis is how often has he been in jail and why was he not in jail i thought we talked about his record yeah he's got a hell of a record but i want to he know had, why didn't he, he have a bunch of felonies yes on his i want to know yeah. why he wasn't in prison yeah i tweeted that out yesterday and i got a lot of people to uh talk about his his record uh saying that yep he was out he should not have been out walking why was he uh allowed to go and it's just it's really sad. It's amazing how many young people are walking around at two o'clock in the afternoon. I know I'm, I'm, I'm. Uh, you can say okay, boomer, to me, but jobs are going begging for people. They're just people are dying for employers, including Spencer Grunhoff. Decent paying jobs. Yeah, it's just amazing. You can't want walk down a commercial street without seeing help wanted signs in the windows. Ever since I told my light rail story on the show, I've had no less than five coworkers in this building who have come up to me to say that they've also had a bad encounter on either a bus oh, it's or been a light in, rail. It's been in the papers uh, Crime this is week. up 37% on, on light rail. On rail, yeah. It's yeah. been a big topic. And it, what's really interesting and really disheartening is seeing the defenders and the apologists chiming in uh, and almost defending the bad guys and blaming it on uh, well you're, you're being racist oh you're or, a white guy from the suburbs you're, you're white privilege or, or, or all of this bs it, stop making excuses they're bad guys they need to be in jail well crime watch minneapolis retweeted my tweet and said the answer is simple rook he's got at least seven felony convictions seven felony convictions and, he's out on the street and, and received stayed sentences or a slap on the wrist for at least six of them his most recently uh, was convicted in September on felony violate no contact order within 10 years of the first of the two or more convictions. Why was he even out of custody? Our system is beyond broken. We need three straws. Well, that's what you're going to be finding out for us. Yeah. Have any no. of these judges ever had anything bad happen to them? Do you suppose they ever ride the light rail? Do you suppose they've God, ever no. been randomly punched in the side of the head and then gone down and knocked their head on the pavement? I don't think so. No. No, but all we need is for Mayor Carter to have a safety meeting. Then everything will be fine. All right, but this episode is a Minneapolis problem. So I know. Fry needs a safety meeting. Well, sure, but yeah. but they're both just as useless as the other. Yeah, you can't pay for moral and ethical clarity. And if you're 23 and you don't have it yet, good luck to you. You ain't getting it. It'd be a miracle. Why don't we come back? It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. Serious. Seriously. Yes. Your turn. Okay, let's do that. On a nice, chilly day when the snow is falling, wouldn't it be nice to go to a place that's very warm and inviting and have a wonderful meal? Or maybe have a wonderful party. Well, you can do that at Jack's Cafe. It's the rookie here. Suchi Boy handed me another note. I love to get feedback from Jack's Cafe. Uh, this subject was office Christmas party, and it went right directly to Billy Kozlak over at Jack's Cafe. Hello, I'm writing about the possibility of scheduling our law firm Christmas party at Jack's. It has been many years since my husband and I had dinner there, which was delicious, and I hear your ads on the Garage Logic podcast all the time. A group of 18 to 22 people. Yes, Billy Kozlak will take care of you. He's got a great staff, and they want those families to have their party there. Maybe book that wedding, or maybe book the entire Christmas party. They have private dining facilities available at Jack's Cafe. All you need to do is call and make the reservation. If you want a sneak peek, go online to jackscafe.com. 
J-A-X-C-A-F-E.com. But if you're just looking for a cozy night out, the GL Rookie Date Night VIP menu, which you need to ask for and they'll bring out to you, $99 per couple, four courses and includes a bottle of wine. They do it right. And the reason they've been doing this for three generations in Northeast Minneapolis is because they serve fine food, fine cocktails in a wonderful atmosphere. 612. Uh, let me find my number here. 612 789 7297. They're at 1928 University Avenue Northeast and 19th. Tell them that the Rook sent you, and you heard it on the Garage Logic podcast, Jack's Cafe. Serious flooding in Venice. I've never been to Venice. No. I would love to have Venice. gone to Venice. I've been uh, to Rome and aren't they underwater? Some anywhere? of them other places aren't they already underwater? Yeah, well, I was going to say, how do you tell when Venice is flooded? <laughs> it's a lagoon. But the mayor said uh, this is terrible, and it's uh, uh, definitely the result of climate change. <laughs> so I had to do the sense winds. Mm. Now, granted, it's a bad flood, but it's it's they got water in Venice. Oh, it hasn't reached the uh, historic. Uh, worst flood in Venice. That was 1966. So there's a sense. So that was 53 years ago. Do you think 53 years ago they were saying climate change? No. Well, they weren't educated yet. High it. tides hit 76.4 inches in 1970. I'm sorry, 1966, and they they are not there yet on this current flood. And a thought occurred to me. Uh, I was reading about uh, uh, well the high tide. The high tide hasn't reached 63 inches yet. It was 76.4 inches in 1966. So what were you saying to me in 1966? St. Mark's Square used to flood just four times a year in 1900. Now it floods roughly 16 times a year. Well, they right. didn't have a villain to blame then. They just blamed the weather. But it, it occurs to me uh, that when the likes of Venice Mayor Luigi... Bruganaro. Luigi. Luigi. Uh, they, they, they have not completed a long-delayed project to build offshore barriers to limit uh, flooding. It's called the Mose Project. It's over budget and behind schedule and has been opposed by environmentalists who say it could damage the lagoon ecosystem. <laughs> okay, I had a thought occurred to me. It's much easier for these mayors to start crying and playing the climate change crowd uh, card than it is for them to admit they have failed to husband their infrastructure. Oh, yeah, that's a great <laughs> yes. point. They've bowed to the environmentalists, and they, they've got probably corruption that prevents the thing from being on budget. They got a, There's a means. Man, human, mm -hmm. people can create a, a flood barrier for uh, Venice, and apparently it's been, under, it's been under either construction or consideration for ages. It never got done. So it's very easy for this fruitcake Luigi to come out and say, it's climate change, we're doomed, we're wounded, <laughs> we're wounded every year. No, you have failed to keep up your infrastructure. Same as the infrastructure was failed to be kept up in New Orleans. Uh, Joe, we, that's brilliant. That This is their out. We You're keep electing people who want to get into the salon and tell us how to behave, <laughs> and in the meantime, the stuff they should be doing is going unattended. Bridges. <laughs> Dams. Didn't I just read there's a hell of a lot of dams in this country that are ready to fail? Yeah. Bridges, dams, freeways, overpasses, you name it. Main but, lines, water main lines are breaking all the time. If Anna. only there was a school where you could go to learn all <laughs> about that. I was, that. I was that sitting here thinking that, didn't want to yes. say it. Ironically, and then they can't fix the dams and the bridges because of the environmental impact it would, it would cause. Man. 
Much of Venice was underwater from a different story. Was underwater on Wednesday after the highest tide in 50 years ripped through the historic Italian city. Uh, Officials blame climate change, while shopkeepers on the Grand Canal raged against those who have failed to protect the UNESCO city from the high tide. They said corruption has repeatedly delayed a barrier protection system which could have prevented the disaster. The city is on its knees, Venice Mayor Luigi said in an interview. There's widespread devastation. Well, then why haven't you built the wall, pal? You continue to get away with this climate change BS. Why didn't you build the damn wall? So, because I want to go over here and I want to go up and down the canal in a, in a, in a gondola. Wait a minute, Such. How many years do we have left? Uh, well, it's under 11, I think. Well, what's the point of building a wall yeah. if we only have 11 left? Screw it. Why does Minneapolis have a 2040 plan if we only have 11 left? Boy, that's optimism, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I don't know which side. Anyway, there's a since when from Venice. It hasn't reached the worst. The worst was 1966. They've only been keeping records apparently since... 1923. I don't know why the oldest, one of the oldest cities in the in Europe would would not have thought to have uh, provided records prior to 1923, but that's what was provided to me. And uh, <clears throat> have any noted climatologist weighed in on this, uh, like uh, Jane Fonda or <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio or that little brat who won't shut her mouth? Oh, I got news on her today. Greta Thunberg. Mm. She's not flying back. Oh, mm. you'll just swimming. have to. You'll just She's have swimming. to wait to find out. Oh. You just have to wait to You're find out. You're sitting on something then. Say, I want you to remember and get it on your calendar that RF Moeller is having a huge holiday sale in their Minneapolis store starting November fifteenth, and running through December thirty-first. And you're going to save thirty to forty percent on all jewelry, including diamond and desire jewelry. And this deal is often extended to select watches, but this is only in their downtown Minneapolis store in Gavaday. Get a jump on shopping this year. Get to RF Moeller in Gavaday in downtown Minneapolis and save 30 to 40%. Then the huge holiday sale begins in their Minneapolis store, uh, 50th in France, on uh, November 18th through December 31st. Save 30 to 40% on all jewelry, including diamonds and designer jewelry. And again, the select watches. This is uh, the downtown store, Minneapolis store. And then RF Moeller Jeweler is kicking off the holiday season with their Thanksgiving weekend celebration of giving. Visit their Edina or St. Paul stores November 29th through December 1st and receive $250 off your purchase of $500 or more. Learn more at rfmoeller.com. There's a lot of dates in there. Let me just put it this way. Beginning from right now through Christmas, yeah. any RF Moeller store is where you want to be. Okay. And you're going to get the great gift wrapping and the great deals. rfmoellerjeweler.com. The Earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. A sports note, Rocco Baldelli of the Twins has narrowly beaten out Aaron Boone of the Yankees to win American League Manager of the Year. Both got 13 first-place votes in balloting by the Baseball Writers Association of America, but Baldelli got more second-place votes in his first year on the job. The 38-year-old is the youngest to win the award. 
Baldelli took over a team that won 78 games in 2018 and pushed them to 101 victories and an American League Central title. He worked tightly with Minnesota's analytics-focused front office, a shift from predecessor Paul Molitor, who won the award in 2017 and oversaw a turnaround propelled by the team's Major League record 307 Wasn't home runs. Wasn't TK younger in 87 when he won it? TK, TK won it in 91, I bet, then. That's what that's probably means. Yeah, Baldelli's 38. I don't know if the okay. story says uh, he was the youngest. But all of the last four Twins managers have all won the award. Uh-huh. Gardy, Kelly, Molitor, and now Baldelli. Mm-hmm. And they've all been fired. Well, it'll happen. It's baseball. Uh, news. Today, Wednesday, the Minnesota Supreme Court is hearing arguments on the name of Bidemakaska, which was, of course, once called Lake Calhoun. The DNR changed the name in 2018, but others say DNR officials didn't have the right to change the name by law. The debate now has gone to the state's highest court. The lake's previous name, Lake Calhoun, was given in honor of former Vice President John Calhoun. However, some people, uh, it came under fire after officials learned Calhoun supported slavery. Last year, DNR officials decided to switch back to the lake's original Dakota name, which is Bademakaska. Now the question remains whether the DNR had the authority. The Court of Appeals ruled in April that it should be up to the state legislature to make an official name change. Some families who live along the lake also started a Save Lake Calhoun campaign. They don't count. Conversely, Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry said renaming the lake Bidemakaska shows respect for Native Americans who have historically been pushed aside by people like Calhoun. City officials already voted to change the names of streets surrounding the lake as well. More than half of Minnesota's lakes, rivers, and streams don't meet state pollution standards. The Minnesota Pollution Control Agency has added 581 waterways to its list of impaired waters in its biennial report to the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency that was released Wednesday morning. Isn't this why we created the lottery fund? To clean the the water? The 3,416 waterways represent 56% of state waters, and they have a range of problems including excess mercury, bacteria, phosphorus, nitrate, and other pollutants, as well as struggling fish and insect populations. Well, in Minnetonka, you got a lot of big, you know, you got urine problem in that lake. Yep, big island. The impaired waters include a lower stretch of the St. Croix River, considered one of the upper Midwest's most pristine waterways. About one-third of the waterways are impaired for recreational use because of high bacteria in streams and phosphorus in lakes. One of, uh, one of them, Chippewa, the chip, starts just mere miles from my place up north, and... Uh, it's tainted further downstream, and I'm guessing it's from running through pastures and fields. That'd be a good the, guess. Yeah. Whichever side you're on, whether you like or dislike President Trump, it's a historic day. The impeachment hearings going public today. America and the rest of the world having a chance to see and hear for themselves for the first time about President Trump's actions toward Ukraine and consider whether they are impeachable offenses. All on TV, committee leaders will set the stage. Then comes the main feature, two seasoned diplomats this morning, William Taylor, the graying former infantry officer, now charge d'affaires in Ukraine. Was I even closer? Uh, That sounded pretty good. All right, good. And George Kent, the deputy assistant secretary in Washington, uh, telling the story of a president allegedly using foreign policy for personal and political gain ahead of the 2020 election. So far, the narrative is splitting Americans, mostly along the same lines as Trump's presidency, The Constitution sets a dramatic but vague bar for impeachment, and there's no consensus yet that Trump's actions at the heart of the inquiry meet the threshold of high crimes and misdemeanors. The country has been here just three times before and never against the backdrop of social media 
and real-time commentary, including from the president himself. In fact, the president railing against House Democrats' impeachment inquiry, uh, tweeting out lines of attack from his favorite morning cable news show hours before the probe's first public hearings were set to start. So he's been tweeting today. Oh, yes, he's, he's been tweeting today. Albert Brooks on Twitter had a pretty good line. This new political show on Disney where they're trying to <laughs> impeach the president is very realistic. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, from the OO department, Hillary Clinton continuing to stir speculation that she could make a late entry. Uh-oh. 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 Into the 2020 Democratic presidential primary, saying, quote, many, many, many people, unquote, are pressuring her to consider... That sounds a th- like a Trump quote. It's yeah. very a tremendous much so. amount of people. ...are pressuring her to consider a third run for the White House. Just, Hillary, go home. The former Secretary of State said during an interview with BBC Radio 5 Live that she hasn't ruled out joining the already crowded Democratic fray looking to be nominee to challenge President Trump in the election. Clinton said, I, as I say, never, never, never say never. She said it three times. Right. Did she? Was she not counting? I will certainly tell you... I'm under enormous pressure from many, many, many people oh, to think about it. Wonderful. That's a wonderful you quote. You see Billy back in there sitting around in his satin gym shorts with his white socks pulled <laughs> up to his knees. What should I do knees. now? What should I do now? I don't think you guys should uh, poo-poo this. I think this is a great idea. It would only add to the circus effect. Oh, That's a good man. point. It'd be, it'd be awesome. And what in my background equips me to deal with evil and bad men? <laughs> Republicans want to repeal it. You know, they actually, with a straight face, say that the Great Recession was was caused by too much regulation on Wall Street. They actually say that. You know, I remember when, you know, I've I've supported my husband through all of his races in Arkansas. And I, I, one of my favorite, favorite political ads of all time (laughs) was a radio ad, rural Arkansas, where... The announcer said, wouldn't it be great if somebody running for office said something, we could have an immediate reaction as to whether it was true or not? Well, we've trained this dog. And the dog, if it's not true, he's going to bark. And then the dog was barking on the, on the radio. Bart and so you know, people were like Bart barking at each what other for that? days after that. Don't you want more of this? I, I'm no. trying to figure out how we can do that with the Republicans. <clears throat> Meanwhile, she ends up barking. Meanwhile, Bill's backstage pulling on some ears. Roof, roof, roof. Bark like a dog for me. Oh, wow. <laughs> she wants to come back to Garage Logic. That's her kind of place. I don't want really? Her back. I don't want yeah, her that's back. her kind of place. America. Bleep. Yeah. 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 She did say, but as of this moment, sitting here in this studio, it's absolutely not in my plans. Right after she said, never say Come on. Ah, come yeah, on. Jump on in, Hill. Come on, Hills. That might be too circusy, though, Kenny. Yeah, how many? It'd be brilliant though. How many debates has she already? She's she's had she skipped. She didn't didn't have to take part in any of those debates. That's fantastic. Leaked emails from senior White House policy advisor Stephen Miller from 2015 through 16 reveal an obsession with white nationalism, the Confederacy, and the denigration of black and Hispanic communities. Hmm. More than 900 private emails between Miller and Breitbart News were examined by the Southern Poverty Law Center's Hate Watch section revealing 80% of the messages pertain to race or immigration. The emails uh, straddle Miller's time as an aide to then-Alabama Republican Senator Jeff Sessions and his later role as a senior advisor to then-presidential candidate Donald Trump's campaign. 
Miller's emails tout eugenics and white nationalist conspiracy theories and offer news tips to Breitbart on how to cover immigration and amplify stories about black and Hispanic crime. Katie McHugh is the former Breitbart editor who leaked the emails. She told the SPLC that when Stephen Miller, what Stephen Miller sent to me in those emails has become policy at the Trump administration. McHugh, who publicly renounced her alt-right ties and beliefs in an interview with BuzzFeed News, was fired from Breitbart in 2017 for an anti-Muslim tweet. A woman who was addicted to her smartphone temporarily blinded herself by overusing it, causing her eye to burst. Mm. Doctor. Doctors managed to save the female patient's vision after her fo- uh, phone addiction. China, I bet. How'd you know? Is it China? Uh-huh. I knew it. Left her phone addiction, uh, left her blind in one eye because blood vessels in her retina had burst from excessive strain. The unnamed patient from Shenzhen, a port city in Guangdong, China. You know how many stories do we get from China? They always oh, come from, from Guangdong. Yeah, yeah that's oh, one of my favorite regions. She took herself to the hospital after being unable to see using her left eye. How'd what, she get there? Well, she could see with her right eye. In the old pirate deal. According to her doctor, Kui Wangjian, with the Songgong People's Hospital, it followed a night of heavy smartphone use. Dr. Kui said the patient stayed <laughs> up all night playing with her mobile phone. Mm-hmm. Following morning, as soon as she woke up, she picked up her phone and started using it again. Mm-hmm. But Couldn't <laughs> keep her fingers off it. <laughs> About five minutes later, the patient discovered... Again? <coughs> Seriously? Discovered she I'm just was, trying to lay here, lady. Jeez. Discovered she was unable to see out of her left eye. Images taken of her eye showed large patches of blood on her retina, blocking her vision. She was diagnosed with Valsalva retinopathy. That condition is the result of rupturing of the superficial retinal vessels caused by physical exertion. I diagnose her as being insatiable. Dr. Kui added it was important we treat her quickly... In order for her not to suffer any long-term effects, she was given laser treatment. A small hole was created on her yeah, retina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much okay. was she using it? We got to be done. You with didn't give me a time limit. Like all night, she used it all night. Yeah, we got to be done. She's with this. fine. She re- she recovered. I, I don't really care about this woman. Uh, well, but she's another. from the Guangdong. She did province. it all night. Yeah, yeah. If you're gonna be that stupid, you're gonna you know your eye'll blow up. You shoot your eye out, kid. Yeah. I did you see grow kid. hair on her palms too. Yeah. Did see Candy tweet about this story this morning. Uh, soap opera news. Days of oh. Our Lives has been on a long time. Yeah. You're really upset b- about this, Kenny. Well, are you a viewer? Uh, I, I used to be, and from time to time I'll check in to see how Marlene is doing. Or... Well, the news is the entire cast of Days of Our Lives reportedly has been released from their contracts. The long-running NBC soap opera, which premiered all the way back in November 1965, will go on an indefinite hiatus at the end of this month. After... I thought it went back to the 50s. After laying off its entire staff. 59, wasn't it? 65. 65. Oh, 65. I'm sorry. Uh, That Hmm. doesn't mean, though, the series is canceled. Chandler Massey, who plays Will Horton on Days, took to Twitter following the news to assure fans the daytime soap opera isn't going anywhere. He tweeted, we're not being canceled. We are pausing production because we're so far ahead of schedule. But why would they let them out of their contracts? Somebody's lying here. NBC. Uh, well, it's a soap opera. Of course, there's drama. NBC uh, would not comment to USA Today when they asked, and Sony, who produces the show, uh, also would not comment. They reportedly shoot eight months in advance, so they have plenty of content to air episodes through next summer. Hmm. Uh, while Sony Pictures and NBC decide whether or not to renew the series, it would be at season number 56 if it is renewed. 
Uh, if it is renewed, the cast will negotiate new contracts to resume taping next spring. So it's all kind of up in the air. That's point. fantastic. I'm, when, I'm rooting for him. When I was in, uh, <laughs> when I was in really? high school, it aired at noon and again at 3 o'clock. Yeah. And I had lunch from high school at noon, so I'd go to the bowling alley and watch the first 25 minutes of it. And then at wow. 3 o'clock, I'd race home so I could be there by 3.30 to watch the second half. That's how dedicated I am. The, bowl, the bowling alley. Here's Kenny. Yeah. Let's come back with a follow-up to that Northwestern Journalism School situation. spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. The Coffee Grounds in Eau Claire has a great gift idea for yourself. Never, no, 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 never mind your beer-loving friends or family members. Do it for yourself. Buy something for you. Treat yourself to Christmas holiday cheer with the Beer Advent Calendar. Here's basically how it works. Every day in December, you can count down to the 25th with one unique beer that will be enjoyed on the actual date of the calendar, accompanied by a little cute description. If you go to the uh, coffeegrounds.com, you'll find full information. But basically, uh, you'll receive one case, 24 beers uh, from the U.S. and all over the world. Uh, there are seasonal, there are limited releases, and even some vintage beers are all on this calendar. Uh, meanwhile, the wonderful blends of coffee beans available for order from the coffeegrounds.com, they've been flying off the shelves, and we have our own blends, the GL blend. The Krabby Coffee Shop blend, which I, I, has to, I have to say is, is better than any blend you'll ever taste, ever. Uh, the Spoon Lake blend, I, li- I like that one in the evening. And then, of course, the Dark Roasted Johnny Height Guitar Decaf blend. The Coffee Grounds are right there over in Eau Claire, just a block or so north of 94 on Southtown Drive. But you need to know the, wi- uh, the website, thecoffeegrounds.com. But if you're on 94, swing by, uh, stay all day. They have a brewery there, a bar, the the best biscuits and gravy in all of Wisconsin in their restaurant. Again, thecoffeegrounds.com. Yesterday we noted the the sad note that the uh, Northwestern University's once prestigious daily newspaper uh, essentially ended itself, uh, in my estimation. They became a non-factor because they apologized for covering the appearance on campus of former Attorney General Jeff Sessions. They apologized for that because it made some of the students uncomfortable that uh, Sessions was on campus. Wow. Uh, they immediately have disqualified themselves from anything even remotely approaching journalism. Uh, they also took pictures in their reporting. And uh, on Tuesday, Dean Charles Whitaker, Northwestern University Medill School of Journalism, Media, Integrated Marketing and Communications, issued his own statement about the controversy. Whitaker defended the students covering sessions and said he was deeply troubled by the vicious bullying and badgering that the students responsible for that coverage have endured for the sin of doing journalism. Uh, Whitaker said that while he understood why the newspaper felt obligated to issue an apology, no, you, you you shouldn't have even gone there, Whitaker. He said that they were beat into submission by the vitriol and relentless public shaming they have been subjected to since the session stories appeared. I think it is a testament to their sensitivity and sense of community responsibility that they convinced themselves that an apology would affect a measure of community healing. You don't need any healing. It was a newspaper story. (laughs) The dean added that it's been a difficult time for the journalism students at the school. He asked that the student activists have a dialogue 
and what journalism is and what you might expect them might expect when you uh, hold a protest in a public setting. Feel free to critique the coverage. That's what the Daily's opinion pages are for. Better yet, join the staff. The uh, Daily is not and should not be the lone provenance of Medill students. I assure you, your input would be welcome. We're waging war on our students on social media, threatening them both physically and emotionally is beyond the pale. Our community deserves a more civilized level of discourse, added Whitaker. Well, <clears throat> Whitaker just gave you some academic bull, uh, uh, a boilerplate stuff there. The fact remains that uh, journalists, that, that paper can never again be taken seriously. Never, ever taken seriously. Well, I liked his comments. I, I thought I do too, but he's, he's, they weren't strong enough. Well, they should. Would retracting their previous make any difference in your mind? No, they don't need to retract anything. They instead of retracting the story, they issued an apology that they had the audacity I mean, to report it. I mean, retract the apology. Oh, I and would say we take back our apology. We were being yeah, stupid. I would. You people can go f yourselves. You can go uh, pound sand. Yeah. Uh, we. Much this is the business delicate. we're in. So uh, Jeff Sessions on campus, and some of you crybabies pretend that you're uh, wounded by that. Too bad. Who's afraid of Jeff Sessions anyway? How about that high? <laughs> Not very intimidating. <laughs> Isn't he the guy on Saturday Night Live that was always hiding in the closet or, you know, cabinet or something? Was it played by a woman? It was played by, uh, what's her name? His name is escaping me. A number of emailers uh, wanted me to be aware of... Uh, this story, uh, story, Hail the Flashlight King. Hail you. Joe, if you remember, I sent you an article that you refer back to many times since the Boston DA would not prosecute home invasions if the people who lived at the home were not there. Well, if you didn't think that could be topped, this guy makes her look like she's tough on crime. Look at the list of items he will not prosecute. After reading this article, pooping in the streets, prostitution, drugs, and camps will only grow uh, I have a question. I wonder if you or I would do any of those things if it would be okay. Bernie Sanders has backed this guy. His name should be Foghorn, too. It's the end of the world. This is just tip of the iceberg in a Bernie or awareness world, Jeff Givens and Hastings. He's talking about the election in San Francisco of a new district attorney mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> who pledges not to prosecute public urination and other quality-of-life crimes. Uh in response to an American Civil Liberties Union questionnaire reported by the San Francisco Chronicle last month, Chessa Budin said such crimes should not be prosecuted. We will not prosecute cases involving quality of life crimes, he said. Crimes such as public camping, offering or soliciting sex, public urination, blocking a sidewalk, etc. should not and will not be prosecuted. Many of these crimes are still being prosecuted. We have a long way to go to decriminalize poverty and homelessness. Uh, Budin, a progressive attorney and former public defender, defeated the city's top prosecutor last week after promising sweeping criminal justice reforms. He was one of several progressive candidates elected to district attorney offices offices across the country in recent years. Budin's campaign did not immediately respond to a Fox News request Monday night for confirmation about the quality of life pledge. A pledge. He is the son of parents who were members of the radical left-wing Weather Underground Uh, He grew up with his parents incarcerated for their roles in an armed robbery that led three men dead. Uh, There can be no justice when we utilize prison and jail as the solution to all of our problems, he said, uh, after (laughs) DA Susie Loftus conceded the race. We must think differently. Well, that year is San Francisco's... It's an open city, suit. Yeah, San Francisco is going the way of the Northwestern Daily newspaper. Uh, It's a non-factor. Bad guys should be moving there in mass. It doesn't exist. 
it's they've given up. With weak they've bladders. completely given up. That's what it amounts to. Say, uh, don't give up on your outdoor cycling season. The weather's supposed to warm up a little bit now. Come on, you can baby. Still, there's still time to get to EcoFun Motorsports. I know, I know, winter is there. It's snowing today. And they do have that full line of 2020 Yamaha snowmobiles. Four strokes. Yep, Yamaha, Yamaha ATVs and side-by-sides. Uh, but lowest prices of the year on all products. And uh, new electric bikes for grandkids as young as three years old. That was the hottest motorsport product of last Christmas. Uh, Wildside old school motorcycles. They're electric assist. They're really cool looking. They're marked down. Yamaha e bikes are marked down. Bentelli e bikes are on sale starting at $79 uh, and up. And they just got in the Realtree camo fat tire bikes for hunters this fall. It's a full service stop on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake. Great service arrangement, too. Tim sends a truck through town every day. And if you're a scooter or sled or ATV or what have you needs service, they pick it up, bring it back to the shop in Forest Lake, service it, and return it to you. Uh, those uh, those scooters are terribly fun. I know we're running out of scooter season, but they're terribly fun. But don't worry. EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake has a full line of winter recreational products as well. Latte Schmate. Here's Joe Suchere. You know, wearing a good, cool hat outdoors is really cool. You can look hip. And I got to tell you, the Minnesotan in White Bear Lake, downtown White Bear Lake, has got a wonderful selection of hats. So celebrate Minnesota this season, this holiday season. Get a head start on your Christmas shopping with all sorts of gifts of traditional nostalgia, culture, history, through unique designs and apparel. Products like Columbia Arena, St. Croix River, Shop Pond Gang, Piccadilly Supper Club. Lake Calhoun. Yes, some great stuff, including some really cool gopher football designs like Row the Fleckin' Boat. <laughs> and their exclusive U of M vintage satin jacket, perfect for those upcoming big games, and they are going to be big. Check them out for premium apparel for work and play, and him and her, including quarter zips, hoodies, flannel, sweatshirts, and a summer and winter headwear collection built for the hat collector on your list. You can get so many gifts purchased for Christmas by stopping by their store or go online. The crew at the Minnesotan is extending their Veterans Day buy one, get one free, a BOGO half-price sale. Exclusive to GLers by entering the online GL code at the Minnesotan.com. Just do the two letters GL or mentioning GL BOGO at their flagship store in White Bear Lake. That's now through Friday. Buy one, get one BOGO half price sale exclusive to GLers. That's at the Minnesotan.com. So if I had a hat and I wanted to get one from my school, you know, like Mankato, I can do that right online at the Minnesotan.com? Uh, you check them out online. They got a full selection. Do you feel hip when you say BOGO or something? Can you just say buy one, get one? I can. I want to be more hip and say Greta BOGO. Thunberg set sail for Europe after hitching a ride from the U.S. to Portugal on a YouTuber's catamaran, hmm. despite rough seas expected on the Atlantic at this time of year. Uh, Swedish teen climate activist Greta has set sail. Uh, she's hitching a ride where she will attend a U.N. climate summit after an Australian couple offered to sail her there on their boat. Uh, rigged up and carrying a large backpack, the 16-year-old and her father, Savante, 
boarded Le Vagabond, a 46-foot catamaran belonging to Australians Riley Whitelam and Elaine Carasu. The catamaran left from Hampton, Virginia, and will be Greta's home for the next two to three weeks, depending on the weather. So she found some more rich people to help her out. A uh, picture over there standing in the uh, boat. Uh, the Swedish activist who became world famous for founding the school strikes for the climate is ending a hectic 11-week North American sojourn that made headlines at every turn as she crisscrossed the U.S. and Canada. And again, why were you here, kid? Berating adults. You were berating the c- cleanest place in the world. You should have been in India. During her trip, she excoriated world leaders at the United Nations, met former... You know, she said you ruined my childhood. I think it'd be a pretty neat childhood to sail across the Atlantic Hell and yeah. then return on another kind of sailboat. Yes, she's seen out with, so much. Hanging out with rich people. Yeah, what the hell? That's a hell of a childhood. Yeah. Uh, during her trip, she excoriated world leaders at the UN, met former U.S. President Barack Obama, received the keys to the city of Montreal, and road tripped across the continent in a Tesla electric car <laughs> lent to her by actor and ex-governor of California, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Overall, Greta described her trip to North America as as extremely educational as she prepared to cross the Atlantic once more. In a parting shot, the young activist said Donald Trump was so extreme a climate skeptic, he unintentionally may be waking people up to the dangers facing the globe. There really aren't too many dangers, lady, uh, that we haven't experienced before. I thought when he got elected, now people will finally, uh, finally awake up, she said. Uh, Le Vagabond left shortly before 8 a.m. with six people on board for the trip. Elena Carusu, 26, and her partner Riley Whitlam, 35, together with their 11-month-old boy Lenny, 26-year-old professional British sailor Nikki Henderson, Greta, and her father. We were kind of the only boat around the area that was willing to cross the Atlantic at this time of year, said Carusu. The boat leaves little to no carbon footprint, and uses solar panels and hydro generators for power. The seas are expected to be rougher on her return journey given the season, but Greta says the prospect of harsh weather does not perturb her. Well, hats off to you, kid, because you're sailing across the Atlantic in a really rough time of year. Right. It could be really wild. Speaking uh, of hats off, what do you think, Reeves? What do you... Uh... What do you think about Joe's last comment? This Met Center hat from the Minnesotan.com is <laughs> unbelievable. Can I I can get it for fifty percent off if yes. I buy one, yes. get one? That's Bogo. what Bogo means, yeah. She's a very brave, independent, strong young lady. It's inspiring and I'm honestly amazed at what she's doing, Caruso said. She added that the crew has decided to have a vegan boat for Greta. Oh. <laughs> a vegan boat. Nice. You mean you can yeah. eat it or what is it? Greta hmm. plans Greta plans to attend the COP twenty five. Action Climate Jeez. Summit in Madrid, which starts in just under three weeks on December 2nd. And then, and then she'll head home to Sweden. Huh. The boat sailed from Hampton, Virginia, aiming to reach Portugal. Uh, from there, she will make her way to Madrid. The Australian couple offered to... And I'm doing all this because Greta has made her transportation so important to her yes. uh, bit. Uh, the Australian couple offered to sail Greta to Spain after she had issued a plea on social media for help getting back across the Atlantic after the summit was moved at the last minute from Santiago in Chile to Madrid due to the protests in the South American country. Uh, these people have a YouTube channel boasting more than 1.1 million subscribers called Sailing La Vagabond, which documents their travels on board the boat. Now, does that mean they they get advertising money, probably? 
Uh, with that many, uh, I'm sure that there maybe are uh, you know marine um, advertisers that would uh, would pair up with them. Through our videos, we hope to inspire others to explore alternative options of living and to spread ocean awareness, the couple said in their channel description. And we all know that Greta refuses to fly in planes because of the carbon footprint, which is just utter insanity. Uh, in August, she used a zero-emission sailboat to sail across the Atlantic from Plymouth in the U.K. And that was a 60-footer. Man, she's going back on a 46-footer. It looked like a handsome boat. Uh, it'll, it, it'll keep the rain out. But yeah. it's, it's going to be a wild ride at times. <laughs> That's going to be a wild ride. Be interesting to hear or see or uh, find examples of children whose whose childhoods were really ruined. I mean, really, really ruined. Well, children of war, children of famine, children that uh, have lost their parents, and then children trying to get to Europe raped. and wash up on the beach in Libya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it'd be fun. No, she didn't have a destroyed childhood. She's a She's a smart-ass Manipulate, little brat. Uh, yeah. Manipulator. And, and we as adults allow her, this child, to yell at us. I don't. I wouldn't. Uh, and shout and scream and it, berate it is, us. It is amazing, too, on Twitter, people who have adopted her. Oh, as, I know. Uh, yes. Like a second coming yes. of whatever. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. Just, well, it's, people, it's embarrassing. People who should know better. Yes, it's embarrassing. And the vagabond on YouTube is uh, is a family... I don't know if it's just three. They've got a chi young child. They got the kid, Lenny. But they just they just zip around the world and and they go through their daily routines. Mm -hmm. Well, good luck. It's a nice to, boat. Good luck to Greta. That's going to be a wild uh, wild ride. But how do you it, think thank she, God it'll be vegan. How do you think she'll be received <laughs> in Sweden? Is she a national hero there well, as I've, she is? I've read, I've read people uh, from Sweden who find her preposterous. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We're getting a little tired of it. That's a perfect word mm -hmm. and that that describes her perfectly mm -hmm. she's preposterous yep and she's got the stage parents who manipulate this and choreograph it and yeah well but godspeed to you on that trip oh young lady uh, why don't we come back with john Hyde's news University of Garage Logic 98, College of Self Esteem, Zip, Nada, Nothing. Here's Joe Souchere. Oh, well, before I get to news, let me tell Here's you about... Here's John Height. Thanks, Joe. Let me tell you about Mancetti's. Mancetti's is up in my area, and it's my uh, go-to place if I want some pasta, some pizza, so just a good meal altogether. It's located about a mile north of Highway 10, Round Lake, and Bunker Boulevard, right on the corner of Anoka and Andover. They've been in business 34 years. Greg and his wife, Rochelle Tigan, uh, they've been GLers for a long time now. The restaurant is wonderful. They make all their own sauces. They have all their own recipes. The meatballs are homemade. Uh, lots of great specials for you. Monday night, $6 spaghetti night for dine-in. You can get half-price appetizers after 8 p.m. Uh, appetizers, mozzarella sticks, wings, their bread, their cheese bread is wonderful. Uh, you can dine in, take out, or deliver. Uh, very easy uh, for delivery. Just order online. That's what I do. And uh, they will uh, drop it at your house very quickly. And don't forget, Monday through Friday, they have the lunch buffet every day. Great line of pizzas also, including the Papa Mancetti's, which is my favorite. But uh, you can make any kind of pizza you want there. They got the thin crust. They have the double crust and the deep dish. The thin crust is what they're known for. It's Mancetti's Pizza and Pasta, 3603 Round Lake Boulevard, uh, right where Anoka and Andover meet. Uh, it's going to be a great meal. Get up there and uh, eat something. I think pizza at this time of year can often be a comfort food. Yeah. 
Yes, uh, especially uh, when it's well done like mm-hmm. that, like Mancetti's. Mm-hmm. In news from the Star Tribune, traffic enforcers around the state are seeing a resurgent in distracted driving. Oh, I'm shocked. Now that more than 100 days have passed since tighter legal restrictions, heightened awareness about enforcement, all this according to new data provided to the Star Tribune on Wednesday. I saw a kid on 212 last week, phone in one hand and the iPad in the other. I have to stop completely now because my phone is no longer paired to my car. For some reason, 10 days ago, I got up and nothing was there. Can't you repair it? I've tried. I've had... Two dealerships look at it, really? smart guys, and it has something to do with an Apple update that screwed the whole thing up. Ooh. I can't fix it. Uh, as an illustration, Egan police say one violator was a man driving a 40-ton tanker truck hauling hazardous materials along a heavily traveled road while distracted by his cell phone for at least a quarter mile. Wow. He was ticketed for his actions, which police called downright no, scary. No, no, no. Commercial driver. You Take don't, away his class yep, A. He's gone. Yep. Pull, pull him out of that truck, and he's done for life. That didn't happen, unfortunately, here, Kenny. Well, but well, Kenny's right. That the, should oh, be a I violation. Agree. The law is stupid. A. The law is stupid, and they don't enforce it. The law and has no teeth. That guy, need, he never should be allowed to drive again, ever. And you know who's more, more mad than Kenny and me about this? Other truck Other drivers. drivers. Yeah, because of these stupid new school of truck drivers, yes. they're merely steering wheel holders. No they experience can't, necessary. They can't even back into nope. a dock in the Twin Cities. <laughs> Joe, we now need the equivalent, uh, the equivalent of harbor pilots. Tugmasters. We do. Yes. Because these steering wheel holders can't back their yeah. rig between two other rigs. Yep. Yep. Anyway. Oh, My Ken, God. Kenny's right. His class A should there. be revoked. Egan uh, Traffic Unit Officer Luke Nelson's experience-based intuition is validated in the latest numbers from the State Department of Public Safety. In the first month of hands-free law enforcement, there were 2,317 tickets issued statewide by troopers, police officers, and deputies. In September, uh, that number was more, up nearly 18% at 2,729. I mean, we had the other guy that was driving a rig looking at a house on Zillow and killed the guy in Roseville on 36. When yeah. was that? About a year and a half ago. No, it yeah. was it was west of, or excuse me, east of Roseville. It was in Lake Elmo. Yeah, yeah, Lake Elmo. Yeah, yeah. Federal authorities have now charged four more people in an elaborate scheme to steal hundreds of thousands of dollars from Catholic charities. The U.S. Attorney's Office announced Tuesday they've charged four women with conspiracy to commit wire fraud to obtain more than six hundred eighty thousand dollars in charitable funds meant to help homeless people. Oh. The case is related to one that broke earlier this year when the U.S. Attorney's Office charged five people with defrauding the nonprofit. The five were part of a ring of former Catholic Charities employees who recruited other employees, family, and friends to pose as fictitious homeless clients to get money meant to pay the rents for people escaping homelessness. Boy, you are really flirting with the bad. That is bad juju. (laughs) (laughs) Why would you mess with them? According to the most recent uh, charges, 48-year-old Clarissa Lynn Combs of Brooklyn Park is accused of devising and taking part in a scheme from April 2012 to February 2019, fraudulently obtaining at least $684,000. She's charged with one count of conspiracy to commit wire fraud, one count of making false statements to federal investigators. Others charged include Bridget Michon, 54, Minneapolis, 37-year-old Jolanda Combs of Brooklyn Park, and 34-year-old Audrey Heath of Woodbury. According to court filings earlier this year, former Catholic Charities employees recruited the people to pose as landlords, renting apartments to homeless individuals to commit the how fraud. Did, how were they um, found out? 
was it an audit or did somebody rat him out? I'm not sure. I, I'm not, I can't tell I mean, you. It's amazing that people like that can't use that kind of, uh, I don't want to call it ingenuity, but that kind of, well, I'll just say ingenuity for for good. They could raise more money for the homeless. Well, they could probably they could probably make themselves rich yeah. if they just yeah they had started a legit business. Yeah, yeah. The first open hearing in the impeachment inquiry going on today with testimony from two career diplomats who Democrats see as key to building their case that the president acted inappropriately uh, in his dealings ooh. with Ukraine. Like, William B. Taylor, Jr., Acting Ambassador to Ukraine, and George Kent, Deputy Assistant Secretary of State for European and Eurasian Affairs, appearing before the House Intelligence Committee in the nationally televised proceedings. Hours before the hearing, the president lashed out at Democrats, contending the deck is stacked against him. Democrats trying to show the public Trump pressured Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky to investigate former Vice President Joe Biden and his son Hunter Biden at a time when U.S. military aid Ukraine was being withheld for the same reason. With Donald Trump facing the threat of impeachment and a big field of Democratic contenders, a, a little joke came from Russia yesterday. What is the joke? Well, Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov, he was at a Paris Peace Forum. Moderator asked him how Moscow was getting ready for the elections, especially with all the candidates here in America. And he said, quote, we will resolve the problem. Don't worry. That's, that's, that's funny great. Russian stuff. That's funny, stuff funny commie humor. Well, Lavrov was probably <laughs> just trolling, of course. The Russians were accused of meddling in the 2016 election. Uh, according to U.S. intelligence agencies, they said Russia was behind hacking attacks aimed at influencing the U.S. election. So Politburo member walk into bar. That's more of a Russian <laughs> yeah. joke. Former Alaska Governor Sarah Palin told a Christian broadcaster she learned her husband was seeking a divorce in an email from his attorney. That's not very warm, is it? It really is. Oh, Revelation, right? Yep. Revelation came in an interview released with James Dobson, founder of the Family Talk Christian Ministry. Uh, Palin said she received an email June 19th from the attorney almost three months before Todd Palin filed for divorce on his birthday in September. She described the filing that came shortly after their 31st wedding anniversary as devastating. Palin said they're going through counseling and their marriage isn't over over. She said, oh, it, I think it I, is. I think it is. Oh, yeah. Sarah, Sarah, Sarah. It's tough to get it by email. She said attorneys are getting rich off them. Would it be worse for email or for like a singing telegram? Well, oh. I think the email from the lawyer was the worst. Yeah. It wasn't even from him. I no. love no. Didn't you just say he filed on his birthday? On his birthday. Yeah. I'm going to give myself yeah. a present. Freaking himself on his I birthday. I usually buy myself like a toolbox. <laughs> or, you know, maybe a snowmobile. But, uh, yeah. Uh, That's, uh... Palin later said God doesn't want families to split up. And to me, in a general sense, marriage is so extremely important as foundation of our nation. It's what makes America great, she said. The Palins have five children, one of whom is a minor. Palin was the 2008 Republican vice presidential nominee. She resigned as governor in 2009. He could flat out ride a sled. Aren't they I mean, all, that's the, right. all the kids named Skinner and Tuffy? Yeah. And he just taped, sure. he just taped, the, uh, taped the throttle yeah. to the bar and hold on. He could really go. What is she doing now? I have no idea. I don't know. Is she on Fox on occasion? I, I have no idea. No. 
the other day, uh, Friday, we lost. Uh, I, I've been meaning to use this, and uh, I want to kind of wait for Kenny. I thought he might know him, but Kenny didn't know him, apparently. But. No, uh, I, well, know of him and uh, yeah. greatly loved here in, in, in town. We lost uh, Terry Katzman. Uh, he was involved in, with a lot of Twin Cities' biggest bands, including Husker Du, The Replacements, and The Suburbs. Uh, and he did other things, too. He was a sound engineer, record label operator, a store owner, and uh, what his friends called a music fanatic. He died suddenly Friday at the age of 64. Cause of death is still unknown. Friends say he was in Los Angeles visiting his longtime buddy Peter Jesperson. And they were out shopping for records when he fell ill, went to lie down, and died in bed before an ambulance could get there. In 1985, Katzman opened Garage Door Records on Nicollet Avenue South in downtown and started a record label of the same name. More recently, he ran the record store half of Hi-Fi Hair and Records near Loring Park and was still issuing albums by young bands. Hi-Fi owner John Clifford said Katzman led the rest of us by the nose in discovering new bands. His most high-profile music contributions were born of his years of running sound for Husker Du and the Replacements, recording some of their early performances. In fact... Was he a producer? Uh, he was kind of everything. Yeah, he <laughs> yeah. was. Did a little sound man, producer. Uh, in 2017, they released a Husker Du box set of live <laughs> stuff, and all that stuff came from stuff he had in his basement from hmm. when he ran the board for him. So. Such, are you familiar with the Matt's album? Uh, it was an EP, I believe, called Stink. Yeah. And uh, it opened up with Kids Don't Follow. Mm-hmm. And before the song, there was like a 30-second audio clip of um, a match show where the police showed up. Yeah. Hello, yeah. Minneapolis yeah. police. Yeah. Yeah. The party's over. And in the background, you hear uh, Dave Perner going, Hey, bleep you! Yeah. <laughs> the party's over. The party's been closed. Grab your stuff and go. And then nobody goes to jail. And then uh, it comes in, one, two, three, four. And then the match break right. into Kids Don't Follow. Terry recorded that. That was from his collection yes, of, of cool. recorded yeah. stuff he, he uh, recorded that he had. That. Yeah. So he was uh, 64 years old. But Perner was just a, a little kid right. then. Yeah. He, he sass in the cops in <laughs> some cool. basement party. <laughs> yeah. A woman who allegedly trespassed three days in a row at the CIA headquarters and requested to, quote, speak with Agent Penis. Recently, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> recently showed up at the home of former President Barack Obama, ah. according to a federal judge in Alexandria, Virginia. Wait, is there an Agent Penis? I don't think so. There's a pissy Miles. That's, that's true. That's a good yeah. point. The, uh, We've got a theme. Drag queen drag at the queen. impeachment. During a status hearing, U.S. District Judge John Anderson said he had been informed that 58-year-old Jennifer Hernandez of North Carolina, who's charged with trespassing at an agency installation without authorization, later showed up at Obama's D.C. area home despite a court order to stay away from all government-related facilities. Hernandez's public defender, Whitney Mintner, said that she, prosecutors, probation officials, trying to find a way to resolve the case without trial, but said she was considering a plea of not guilty by reason of insanity. Outside so of, when she makes the call at the at the guard shack, does the, does the guard then relay that? Uh, we're looking for an agent penis. Yeah. <laughs> Barry, are you here? Sure. <laughs> really easy to find. Yeah, send her in. Right. Imagine my surprise. Sorry, John. Anderson uh, told Hernandez in a stern but kind tone, "You shouldn't be going to places like the CIA yeah. and the Obama's house. You have to fight." Those but we're going to go out of our way not to prosecute her and not to put any kind of legal action against against her at all. Probably. So that's what I'm Royce and I went up to the gates of the CIA How'd in, that in Virginia. Out? That seems like a smart thing to do. Well, we didn't get in, obviously, but they didn't kill us. They just said, get the hell out of here. Hey, we want to take a look around. That's what we wanted to do. 
Hey, you live around here? Couple of rubes. That, yeah, when you had the long hair? Yeah. The one with the picture like this on the book? A little bit. Yeah. When you sent that nice note to the IRS when yeah. you sent your return? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you should have told them that. Yeah. <laughs> and Royce, you looked like Oscar Acosta. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, only two people here so, got that reference. So did you guys it. pull up in a vehicle? Did you go, were you on a rental foot? car? We were out there covering Vikings and Redskins. Ah. And I always made them do something. Right. You know. Say, uh, we had the. Uh, I always made him do something because <laughs> he couldn't just sit around and watch the prices right in the hotel. No, room. I had to get out in sights. Had to go to CIA headquarters. Say, uh, we had the uh, Grunhoffer's meatloaf last night. Oh yeah, it was fantastic. The highest compliment I can pay it is it equaled the CPs, and that's saying something. Yeah, oh, boy. it was not a disappointment. Did she saw your agree? tweet? That's dangerous ground. You, you you can't be comparing grandmas or moms yeah. to anybody. But else's. did she agree? Uh. Yes. Did she have any? She, she, she did like it. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. It was fantastic. It's oven ready. Did she give you grief because she, you, she didn't have to cook it? No, I got I think I think I was given some credit. Or, or make it? No. But what no, he I did is open the credit. He asked her how to turn it to 350, <laughs> and then he could open the door himself and place it in, and then when it the, the bell went off, he just took it out. Okay, so well, I heard this, you huh? talking about this on Monday. Was it frozen or was yes, it thawed? Frozen, frozen. So you put it in for the full night. She let it, she let it thaw and then cooked it. Oh. That's what I would have done. Okay. Uh, no, I want you to know Spencer has free-range fresh turkeys. Raised in yeah. northern Minnesota, nice. two ninety nine a pound. Sizes from ten pounds to twenty six pounds. You can call and order those now. 651-426-2800. It never occurred to me to wonder what Spencer's telephone number is. But if you want to get your uh, name on the list for Thanksgiving turkey, six five one four two six twenty eight hundred. Get your bird from the ground. I highly suggest you do it. Early though, do it mm -hmm. today. Don't wait two weeks from now. What? A, just do it right now, so we can get it on the list and save it for you. And that pre-made meatloaf is oven ready, and they also <laughs> have uh, the spices and high temp cheese for venison sausage making. I'm talking about Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in downtown Hugo, right in the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. Uh, you guys are a big fans of the uh, of the. Uh, uh, jerky. Yes. You, you know, I didn't, Sweet I didn't tell anybody except Chris, but there's a small bag in a refrigerator with some of the turkey. Really? Sweet Here? jerky yeah. out there. So you guys, I, oh, uh, I, I stole some. Did you? Or, oh, good. Did you well, at least you found though? it. Yeah. At least he left some. It's delicious. Rookie Burgers, Ribeye Burkies, uh, Ribeye Burgers, 130 old fashioned brats, pork brats. They're lean. You grill them and do not boil them, but every imaginable meat that you could ever want. It's a meat bazaar at Grunhofer's. And again, they have free-range fresh turkeys raised in the clear, cool air of northern Minnesota. Two ninety-nine a pound, sizes from 10 pounds to 26 pounds. Call and order now, 651-426-2800. Yeah. <laughs> mine can be whatever I want. <laughs> yeah. It's because it's, it's Joe's show. He can do mine whatever Mine can be want. whatever they want to be. A New York man. I thought it was tremendous, marvelous, <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> a New York man was arrested over the weekend for transporting $36,000 in rum, whiskey, Sambuca, and other alcohol through the state. Oh, that, Sambuca is gross. That oh. violates a little-known Massachusetts law. I like Sambuca. Do you yeah. really? Mm -hmm. It does the job. I don't even know what it is. It's a it, liqueur, obviously. It's very sweet. It sets so. you free. Does it? Yes. <laughs> they like it in Italy. 
Get your wings off the ground, does it? You will have no problems mm-hmm. after you, yeah. 36-year-old Gia Chen of Flushing, New York, was arrested on Saturday for unlawful transport of liquor and on motor vehicle charges, according to Massachusetts State Police. He's pulled over at 7.30 in the evening on Interstate 495 after Trooper Randy Morales saw him making unsafe lane changes and then noticed the inspection sticker on his Chevrolet Suburban had expired more than two years ago. Oh. Police said as he approached the vehicle, he had noticed various liquor boxes stacked all the way to the roof line of the car, filling almost the entire passenger compartment. Sounds a lot like the former governor with pig's eye. Oh, yeah, when that thing was, (laughs) there was no room for air in that vehicle. In inventorying the vehicle, after Chen was arrested, police found case upon case of Bacardi rum, Jack Daniels whiskey, Jameson whiskey, Kettle One vodka, and other alcohol valued at more than 36 grand. Wow. Troopers also noted the floor structure of the car was reinforced so it could carry heavy loads. Wow. Massachusetts state law bans anyone from transporting more than 20 gallons of malt beverages or 3 gallons of any other alcoholic beverage without a permit. There's about 2.25 gallons of beer in a standard case. Hard alcohol typically is sold in liters and 3.7 liters to a gallon. Get to the point. What was this person doing? Uh, He was bootlegging. That's basically, yeah, what they're saying. They're, oh, they, so guilty as charged. He would, yes, he would sell it. Uh, he was released on bail after his arrest was arraigned in Clinton District Court this past Tuesday, yesterday. Johnny, what did you say your wife texted you about? Uh, yesterday, we're putting in a new faucet. and uh, You're going we, in, huh? We couldn't get the, on the bottom, you know, underneath in yeah. the kitchen. Yeah. You we, are? We couldn't get the, the ring out. It was cruddy and oh. just horrible. Uh, so somebody said you can get this stuff called PB Blaster. So uh, Frats is right around the corner for me. Yep. Ran over to Frats. Uh, there's a, a kid working there. I said, hey, I need some PB Blaster. I don't have any idea what the hell it is. He walked me right to it. Boom. Took it home. What is it? You're a real do Must it be a WD-40 like uh, probably. It's a very, yeah, it's. Uh, a uh, penetrant. It's it's the kind of thing though you do not want to put in an enclosed area. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's very yeah. strong. It also but it's set you free. It immediately it took about ten minutes. It said leave it on. We took it ten minutes. Boom, got the thing off right away. And we'd been trying for a day basically to get the thing off. <laughs> so that'd be great. fun to watch. So yeah. thanks to Fred. <laughs> Are you recording any of that? <laughs> yeah. sitting there having there were, some sambuca. Yeah. Awesome. Might have been might have been some talk between my wife and I that probably shouldn't be. So on. I can't get it. Which store is yours? Uh, the Andover. Uh, Fratelloni's. Nice. Hats that. off to you, though, for doing it yourself. I, I I I respect that, and I get to mock it, so so it makes me happy on two fronts. <laughs> it's it's just a money thing, kid. I couldn't afford to hire anybody right. to do well, it. That's so. that's that's a good reason. That's why a lot of us. I'm do working it. on a faucet. You got yeah. it. But I can't get the uh, PB. I can't get the Allen screw out from behind the faucet. If there's yeah. no room to work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably so I don't know have what to call call your guy. I think I have a guy. Yeah, I think. I, uh, we, I actually have a guy, too, and I called him, but I think he was out hunting. He never got back to us. I, I'm going to have to say my wife never listens to the podcast, but just in case she does, she did most of the work. Uh, I, <laughs> I did I did run to Fratelloni's, though. I'm pretty sure we all assumed that. Oh, okay, yeah, good. Yeah, all right. I was right, just trying I to be honest. You know. A bikini barista coffee stand in Portland, Oregon, has abruptly disappeared days after the owners got into a fight with a pair of cyclists just outside the shop. John Elston and Amanda Ingalls, who owned... Hot Bikini Brew. Yeah, let's go. Were reportedly in a car near the coffee shop when they got into an argument with a group of cyclists on the road. It's unclear what caused the argument. Elston maintains the cyclist cut in front of them, but each side claims it was the other that instigated everything. 
A police officer told the Oregonian that Elston yelled at one of the cyclists during the altercation before getting out of his car with a hammer. Ah. He ditched the hammer during the struggle, police say, but ended up allegedly punching a man in the face, breaking his glasses, and leaving him in need of stitches. Other cyclists, meanwhile, were drawn to the seat of the altercation. Police say Ingalls then swatted the phone out of a female cyclist's hands before uh, allegedly stopping her from filming before he punched that woman, too. Wow. The two were arrested and released last Monday. Elston charged with second-degree criminal mischief and two counts of fourth-degree assault. Ingalls charged with second-degree criminal mischief. Later that week, Hot Bikini Brew, which operates out of a small mobile location... How depressing. ...was no longer in its usual spot on Friday morning. Well, uh, this uh, I have a question for yeah. uh, Such. Yeah, oh, we're upper management. Yeah. What do you think? Hot Bikini Farm Girls? Would that be something? The Krabby Coffee Krabby Shop? Krabby Coffee yeah. Shop. Yeah. For my Forest Lake It's gals? only no. seasonal. No, no. Seasonally. Where do I apply? Right. <laughs> I'm thinking... Those Daisy Duke uh, shorts. Oh, yeah. That'd be fantastic. Those thunder thighs. Did the proprietors Ooh. of the Hot Bikini Coffee Shop, were they the ones fighting with the cyclists? That's correct. I see. The owners. Yeah. The owners. Remember right. the stipulations that the airline used to put in place when hiring what they called stewardesses in the 50s? Those kind yeah. of body restrictions? Right. My restrictions will be the opposite of that. Right. You want uh, You want some You've heft. got to weigh. You've got to weigh more than me. Okay. Oh, and I'm about two bills right now. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Here is my resume. Right. Put on a cowboy hat too. I'm gonna be in drag tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you are you kidding me? We'll sell more coffee than we would with these skinny, the narrow, bony little girls. There was a uh, picture of this. They did move it. They ended up moving it. He said they wanted to move it before that because they kept getting broken into. It was a. Trailer about as big as this room with a few signs. On well, it, it sounds like the Krabby Coffee Shop. <laughs> exactly. Did you see the great tweet of the guy with a cruddy pontoon boat like you have? And oh he pulled it God. up to the rear door of the house, and it's their it's deck. The deck. I, I <laughs> showed, fantastic. I showed this to my old man, the realtor, and he threw up in his mouth. And I said, I, I am not your son, father, because oh. this is the best idea I've I mean, I've he didn't ever. like it? He didn't no. think it was funny? As a realtor, he did not think oh, that was, was a good hilarious. idea. He did not think that was doing anything for the appreciation said, and equity of that property. He said it wasn't aesthetic. Yeah. <laughs> but the I, pontoon gate swung open. You oh, stepped right out of there. His pontoon was the deck. It yeah. was awesome. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Elston says he will fight the charges. Okay, John. Yeah. No, that's that's it. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Thank you, John. How many uh, locations welcome. for RF Molar Jewelers? Boom, Three. boom, coffee. Uh, downtown uh, in Gavaday Common. Yep. 50th in France in Edina. Mm-hmm. Ford in Cleveland and St. Paul. You know, there's a lot of dates involved with these molar sales. Okay. Just start now. Okay. Yeah. Just go in go and to tell them, I told good. you to start now. And what's the secret nod? Tell them you're very thirsty. Yeah. yeah. You uh, say you're very, very, very thirsty, and then just keep nodding at them and stare at them, <laughs> and they'll get the message where to take you. I promise. Guys, I've used that many a time. <sighs> Isn't that nice? Wasn't that easy? Wasn't that easy? Never easy. Hey, garagelogic.com. It's a very easy website to navigate. You can find everything Garage Logic there, like what's on Joe's bookshelf and author's corner, Greg Holcomb's latest creations uh, via the cartoon, and he captures Garage Logic like no other. And also the podcasts from Garage Logic and from Monday Night Sports Talk. What am I hearing? That's Oh, we're not hearing anything. Okay. Uh, We'll end it at that. GarageLogic.com. And don't forget the sister podcast, 
Table Talk with Rookie's Family. A new episode just landed. Or is it dropped? I forget which. It's a pretty good one. Check you next time. GarageLogic.com.